This is Everyday Wealth with award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and personal finance expert Gene Chatsky. So we have seen one quarter of GDP contraction. We're about a month away from knowing if it'll be two. Do you care to wager on where it's going? Well, I think it'll be a positive number. Our, our tracking estimate, you know, based on all the state data we've gotten so far in the quarters, that'll come in around two and a half percent. So a positive quarter. But I mean, you're suggesting that perhaps the economy is really struggling and on the verge of recession because of the old rule of thumb that if you have two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, that's a recession. But uh, that's not what we're in now. The economy is strong, and you can see it in the job market. We're creating close to half a million jobs each and every month. And that's that's a very strong economy. So I, I don't think I'd put too much weight on the GDP number if you're trying to gauge how the economy is doing. What do we weigh when we're looking at how the economy is doing? Clearly GDP, clearly uh, unemployment numbers, because I think there are plenty of people, Mark, who would argue with you and say, how can you say the economy is strong? Look at all these people who are freaking out about inflation. Look at all these people who are literally concerned that they're not going to be able to pay some of their bills, who are complaining about the high cost of gas day in and day out. What, what makes it strong or weak in your mind? Well, I'd make a distinction between the economy's growth rate and uh, inflation. Inflation, obviously, is a problem. It's very high, painfully high. We're paying record at the, at the gas pump uh, for food. So you know, no doubt about that. But in terms of the economy's growth, uh, I think the thing that I'd focus on, and I think most people would, would be jobs. I mean, how many jobs are being created? What's the unemployment rate? Uh, you know, you know uh, look at all the unfilled positions. That That is consistent with a very strong economy. In fact, those two things, to some degree, go hand in hand, right? If you have a, uh, an economy that's really strong and busting out all over, that's when you have inflationary problems. So that's the kind of environment when we're in, a very strong economy, but one with very high, un- uncomfortably high inflation. When you are looking at the markets. We we make this point on this show from time to time that the economy and the markets are separate. And and yet we've seen so much volatility in the markets. How does that factor into this bigger picture? Well, you know, the the markets, if, when you say the markets probably mean the stock market, uh, they, they go up, they go down, they go all around. I mean, there's an old quip uh, by uh, former uh, Nobel laureate in economics who said that uh, the stock market has predicted nine of the last five recessions. And I think that <laughs> encapsulates it well. You know, it can go down. Uh, the stock market can go down and the economy not follow. I will say, though, the economy has never suffered a recession without the stock market kind of leading the way, without it uh, declining beforehand, in, in part because investors are forward-looking and they're thinking about how companies are doing and will do in the future. And if they think companies are going to struggle, they start selling stock, uh, their stocks, and and that is a leading indicator of a future problem in the economy. And also, to some degree, there's causality there, right? When stock prices are down a lot and they stay down, people feel less wealthy. If they're less wealthy, they spend less. And of course, that contributes to the decline in economic activity. So, uh, the stock market's a very important barometer, but I, I, you know, you need to take it with, you know, uh, that that proverbial grain of salt because, you know, it can go down in, in the economy. Not the other thing I'd point out in the current context, the market's down. It's down about 15% from its peak, but you know, that, that's from its all-time peak after a very long, pro, uh, significant run-up in prices. In fact, even with the decline in 
stocks, the stock prices we've seen to date, uh, you know, if you've been invested over the last five years, you're making double-digit returns. If you've invested over the last 10 years, you're making double-digit returns. So stock investors have done very well despite this uh, correction in, in prices today. Does it look to you like you can see where it bottoms out? If that, that sounds very dramatic for what you're describing, which is sounds very not dramatic. But like, where does it kind of end? And people say, OK, now we've kind of gotten to the bottom of this and now we're heading back up. Or is that impossible to predict realistically? Well, that's a tough one, and I, I wouldn't make any investments based on my call. <laughs> Just asking, asking for a friend named uh, Soledad who is curious about her own portfolio. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, because you know, most people they shouldn't even look at what's going on in the stock market, right? They should be invested for the long run and investing regularly in up and down markets because timing the peaks, the bottoms, that's, you know, virtually impossible. You can't do it, you know, on a consistent basis. But, you know, I'd say that uh, if the economy is not going to suffer a recession, and I don't think it will, but uh, if it doesn't, then the bottom in price, stock price is probably close at hand. You know, maybe we go down, we get to a bear market, which is down 20%. We haven't quite gotten there yet. But if we go into recession, then the market will go down a lot more, you know, probably, you know, closer to 30 percent. So we're halfway done. So hopefully the economy hangs in there and uh, we're down 15, 20 percent. The other thing I'd say, though, on stocks, I don't think I count on, you know, the double digit per annum kind of returns we've been getting over the last five, 10, you know, even longer periods of time. Because going forward, uh, interest rates aren't going any lower. They're, you know, in all likelihood, going higher, and that's a headwind to stocks. So I, I, if you know, I think if you were prudent about this, you kind of plan for kind of five percent annualized returns as opposed to ten percent, which we've been getting over a long period, of, long a period of time up till now. Everyday Wealth with Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky is sponsored by Edelman Financial Engines. To learn more, visit our website, everydaywealth.com.